So you're like, who's going to watch this movie? <laughs> <laughs> With a B team on it. This guy's like, good enough. <laughs> Close enough. Ish. Talkie Talk, the podcast for the MediaByUs.com. Joining me today is Chris. Hello. TJ. Hello. Brent. Hi. Brent. Hi. And Brent. Hi. <laughs> and David. Thought I'd that's, switch. That was an up. excellent yes ending there. I know. Brent <laughs> just went straight with it. Hi. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> we broke him. We got to restart Brent. <laughs> On this episode, we're going to be talking about what we've been watching and playing and uh, end with some uh, film news. So, who wants to go first with what they've been doing? I'll go first. (laughs) (laughs) In a rare move. In a rare move. I don't usually go first. I watched a couple movies and uh, watched some TV shows. The The, only TV shows I watched were uh, The Leftovers and Fargo. We've got two episodes of The Leftovers now to talk about, I believe. Do we? Because we recorded last Sunday. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't watch last night's episode. <laughs> I forgot oh, it was Sunday. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so just the one. I was like, how is that possible? <laughs> I forgot it was Sunday. <laughs> Holiday weekend. It's understandable. Holiday weekend. So the last one I saw was the uh, Chronicle of Lori, and where she uh, goes all around, and it's different timelines, and uh, concludes with, what do you guys think? Lori killing herself. I think Lori killed herself. Yeah. She went scuba diving. Yep, and that was what uh, Nora Durst said would be the perfect way to kill yourself. Yeah. It's kind of teed up there. If she didn't kill herself, you know, it kind of feels like a... Rip-off. A rip-off. But I thought it was a good episode. It was uh, it was kind of just an episode for me. It wasn't as special as the Frasier or the Sensual Lion episode. It's not as memorable in that, like... Because in that way that it's, like, crazy or weird or anything. But mm-hmm. it was still... I just thought it was really, really good. I thought mm-hmm. she... Amy Brenneman was fantastic. Mm-hmm. She was really good. They're kind of telling each character's story in their own episode. And then kind of pushing the plot a little bit forward with each, you know, character. It has to end with Kevin Jr. or Sr. Or it'll be something weird. Like, it'll show, um, you know, the end of the world um, as the Aborigines predicted it. Or something Damon Lindelof. There would be a flash forward to like the year 3070. Yeah. Just to like... (laughs) Just to fuck around with expectations. The year 5268. But yeah, I, I, uh, I concur. Amy Brenneman was really good. It was also really helpful, her black eye. It helped me figure out where we were in the timeline. Oh, right. Yeah. I feel like it healed really quick, though. After, like, just a day or two, it was just like, man, that, that thing was gone. I kind of don't have too much more to say about it. I mean, it was kind of setting some it's things. It's really hard to talk about. <laughs> well, so from, from the scene where she says goodbye to Nora... Having seen the next one. Yeah, Nora and Matt, do you think that uh, Nora is going to get in, the, get in the machine and be zapped into oblivion or wherever? I think, I think not. Yeah, I don't think so, either. You don't think she's going to get... You think she's just there to... I don't think she's there for like a sting operation, but I don't think she's getting in the machine. I think she's probably there for catharsis, would be my mm. my thought. Okay. Because whereas Lori was willing to take her own life because of whatever reason, you know, the grief finally overtook her. You know, she was, you know, at peace. You know, Nora is on a different timeline, or not timeline, but has a whole different set of emotional baggage that she deals with. Um, it's It's kind of the opposite of... Uh, Lori, 
So I don't know. I wonder if Lori, Lori was just part of her outlook was just that there's not much more she can do. Like mm-hmm. all these people are just getting crazier. Like her ex husband, yep. her mm-hmm. current husband is now following him to Australia, and you yep. know her stepson. Everybody like in her life are, is like beyond curable. And then she gets that point. she gets that phone call from her kids, which is such an ordinary call. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, they're fine." My kids are going to be fine. Yeah. So there's like no, there's nothing I can do to help them because they don't need help at this point. They have worked through it all in their separate ways, and they're they've come back together as and just like I I took it to be like that's the most playful we've seen the brother and sister together since before the event yeah. occurred. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I think she was at peace with that. Yeah, you kind of saw a little bit of it at for Kevin Junior's birthday party before they they left. Uh, Texas too. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a good episode. It was good. And the next one was pretty good too. Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler: It's not bad. Uh, remember the person who dies it was uh, my <laughs> again. <laughs> it was the black or white guy. <laughs> so it's a guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh crap! Uh, besides that, I saw um, the Fargo episodes. You guys keeping up at all? Nope. I'm way behind. Okay, it was good. Cool. <laughs> Good to hear. There's news that came out. Is there may not be another season. Oh, really? Only in a weird way by the 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 creator Noah Hawley said mm-hmm. like he only considers one story at a time kind of thing. So oh. they may do another season. He's just like being artistic about it. He could be doing like the HBO thing where he just is just like ah, I'm gonna wait yeah. three or four years. I'm gonna shelve the yeah. next season of Fargo and do the next season of Legion. Yeah, yeah. which is cool. I mean FX. Sounds like a good company to work for, and they're not pushing yeah. the next you know premiere of Fargo already. So I mean, they let, waiting for the story to they, come to it. They let Sonny do whatever they wanted to for you know how many seasons now? Like thirteen, yeah, like eleven to twelve seasons. I don't know. So besides those TV shows, I watched uh, two movies. One was uh, a movie that was one of my most hyped. It was War Machine, the Netflix movie. Brad Pitt, David nice. Michaud, director of Animal Kingdom. And I really didn't like it. Nice. <laughs> I thought it was really bad. It looks really weird. The trailers look bizarre. Yeah, it's Brad Pitt playing a veiled character of um, Stanley McChrystal. He was like the international commander of the war in Afghanistan mm. around like 2008. And Anthony Michael Hall is Michael Flynn, but back when he was supporting that. And it's, a, it's, a, it's based on real events. Like you have Obama, you have actual stuff that happened. But it's also a satire. So hmm. it's kind of too close to actual events to be a real satire. And it's too out there with all the characters to be interesting based on real events. Right. It's kind of like it's uh, the worst of both worlds. <laughs> <laughs> it, it looks like he's playing an ex- like a caricature of the character he played in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, I thought he was like... Supposed, see, I didn't know any of the backstory. I didn't know what War Machine was about. And so when I saw the trailer for it I thought is this like a grandson of Aldo <laughs> in this movie because he is it's Brad Pitt yet again using a really weird voice we yeah. gonna kill some ISIS today right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah my favorite Brad Pitt, Pitt performances are when he kind of puts the shtick behind but this is like full all of the ticks and shtick and weird quirks for Brad, an actor Brad Pitt's ticks and shtick <laughs> so, I, so dirty. I like it. I like it in Inglorious Bastards because I I feel like that movie has the right tone for to like uh, 
welcome him being his, like, tickiest. And consider, despite headlighting that movie, he's kind of a side character. Yeah. It's good, but it's not... I think, you know, go with what David said, it's definitely not, like, one of my favorite Brad Pitt performances. It's like, I love... It's just he's good in that. Him and Moneyball is really good, because he's just... Really good. Yeah, yeah. Vulnerable and kind of just normal guy. Right. But this one, he's he's got, like, one eye squinted. He he does that grunt. He's exhausting. He walks around. <laughs> That's how he looks. He walks around and, like, hunches over. He's got his hand permanently formed in, like, a claw. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, did the real Stanley McChrystal have, like, a stroke or something for his hand to be like that? It's like, no, it's just something Brad Pitt thought up. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard an interview. The director said, like, uh, they were happy. Netflix picked up the online distribution for it and funded it because he was having trouble with the tone with like a major studio it's not, I kind of wanted a major studio to fix the tone <laughs> because it's yeah. all over the place and I don't know it tries to be a tragedy but doesn't earn it you know I'm a fan of these Netflix movies I like getting you know big actors and big directors going direct to Netflix it's right. kind of interesting but I mean this one was a, a straight up stinker mm-hmm <laughs> Well, dang. What's the other movie you saw? Other movie I saw is a movie new to Amazon Prime. Check out Amazon Prime. It's a great service. <laughs> <laughs> Please give us money. <laughs> but I saw uh, American Honey. I've heard good things. Yeah. I hear things. They're right now. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It's got uh, this person who's never been in a movie before. Sasha Lane is the main star. Apparently the director found her while she was on... Sasha Lane was on spring break in Florida. And it's just like this 20-year-old. It's like you. You know, you're... You're an authentic youth. Sasha Lane sounds like a name that's been in shorter movies before. Yeah. yeah. It's true. <laughs> Not as uh, critically acclaimed. But it's good. It's like it follows like a magazine crew. It's like a bunch of wayward teenagers that have this like little family. And they're the people that go door to door selling subscriptions. When does it take place? Uh, like nowadays. Hmm. So everybody knows no one reads magazines. Okay. And like the people selling it know it. And they tell the people who are buying them that they know it. But they still have their pitches and try to get, like, subscriptions for money and mm-hmm. stuff. And they kind of drive throughout the country. It's not really plot-heavy, but uh, it's, like, it's a beautiful movie. Nice. It's very, like, uh, like Terrence Malick, if it was, like, Florida, <laughs> like, kids who smoke pot all the time. Fun. <laughs> like, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And Shia LaBeouf is in it, and he is amazing. He is amazing in this movie. Wow. I've never really seen a good Shia LaBeouf performance. Like, it's been, it's been good, or decent, but he's great in this movie. He was really good in uh, Nymphomaniac, I thought, whenever anybody gets around to seeing that jolly. <laughs> That'll be never for me. <laughs> oh, I also, uh, I only saw the first couple episodes, but the new season of Master of None. Yeah, I saw sorry, the first yeah, I it's great. <clears throat> We're up to uh, uh, door number three, the episode. It's like episode six. Mm. It's, uh, it's really good. I'm... <clears throat> I don't know if I if I feel the same way about it as the first season. It feels like a different like a different lens almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I mean, it, it you, you, TJ, you said you saw the first season. Yeah, Brandon, have you seen any of it? Uh, sporadic episodes here and there while Ashley watched them. But okay, she's, so, so then you don't two. care about it spoiling. No, um, but yes, yeah, so, because season two has to start. It starts with him in Italy, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that's. Kind of in the background, and it's it's less about him struggling to make it, and him also struggling to find love in New York. You know, being who he is, 
um, which I think was most of the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some great episodes um, in two that yep. I really enjoyed. So far, there's nothing that, like, my favorite one was the parents episode from the first season. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that really matches that, but there's some interesting stuff here and there yeah. uh, so far. I think I've seen the first three and a half. Yeah. So you saw so Religion then, right? Yes. Yeah. That one was good. I like that one. Yeah. But door number three is really good. It's actually not about uh, Aziz Ansari's character at all. It starts with him and like maybe like a minute of him talking to Arnold, um, and then it's about all of the other people and like in service jobs in New York City. And it's 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 really compelling slice of life stuff. Oh, cool, neat. Oh. I read and I read an AV Club article about it. They were gushing over it. Oh, I'll have to keep watching. Yeah. <laughs> At least just for Eric Wareheim, because he's fucking incredible. He's amazing. In that. I love their like little bud, big bud stuff. Yeah, <laughs> he's just so like uh, charming mm-hmm. when he doesn't have to be like obviously obnoxious to the Tim and, Tim and Eric stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you you sending those hello cuties? <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I've been watching. I, I watch some things. What you watch? Right. So I watch Beauty and the Beast, the live one. Yeah, well, it wasn't live. I think, I think that was just for me. Like NBC musical. If not, I feel real bad about the review I'm about to get. They, they meet. They're like, okay, we've got this guy in Atlanta, TJ. He's about to watch. So let's give him a great performance. Uh, let's, let's go do this. Yeah, guys, for TJ on three, one, two, three, for TJ. It's uh, really boring. <laughs> it's the same movie. One, two, three. It's like TJ. So, so, what it looked like? It looked like the same movie and the same songs. Same songs, like, same movie, like same numbers, like dance numbers. I don't still I still don't understand why anyone would watch that movie. I don't because Jungle Book, I was I was talking to Brent some Brent hasn't seen the the Disney cartoon Jungle Book. Mm. But like they were different stuff. Yeah. yeah. The movie was different when they remade it and it was yeah. really good. Yeah. Uh, not not the case with this. Just the same movie. I right. could see without without having seen Jungle Book or Beauty and the Beast. I've never seen either cartoon. The cartoon's uh, great. I love the movie. Yeah. But just knowing the uh, reputations of both those movies and how people feel about them, I could see them having a harder time changing things in Beauty and the Beast. Like like being less willing to change things. Like I, I, right. I, I feel like it would be people would be more upset over they changed this in Beauty and the Beast than they would for something that came out in 1961. Uh, so yeah, not 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 good. But I did watch a great movie like a week and a half ago, but I wasn't on the last podcast, so I'll tell you about it now. I watched uh, Colossal. Yeah, I wanted to see that. So good. It looks really good. We've all seen the trailer for it. Yeah, that's the uh, the, the the monster movie one, right? Mm-hmm. Anne Hathaway is like controlling yeah. a monster. Yeah. Um, really good. And the trailers don't give away what the movie's actually about, which is awesome. Hmm. So it was really good. I, Highly recommend it. How is Jason Sudeikis? Amazing. Yeah, I really like Jason Sudeikis. I think he's got too. chops and doesn't he get a lot of credit. He shows for him, him in this movie more than anything he's shown before. Cool. He's, he's very charismatic. He's, he's uh, easy to identify with. The character he plays is a lot of range. In cool. This movie is really, really good. Because to be honest, the trailers for that are not a, a, a good sell for seeing it. Because yeah. it looks, it looks kind of just like a like a goofy, shitty comedy. Yeah. yeah, but I've heard you know rave things about it. It the movie like morphs, which is mm-hmm. just crazy. It was really really fun to watch though. Yeah, uh, I almost got. Uh, I'm, I was almost going to go to the theater and watch it. A rare theater watch. Friday. Nice. I think I had a, had a random day off and mm-hmm. I was going to tell Alice and my wife we're going to go. We should go see that movie, but she just hates Anne Hathaway too much. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's really good. Definitely recommend it. Uh, and then I watched the new season of Sherlock. Nice. Have you seen that yet? No. Season four? I think I'm a couple seasons behind. 
I always lose track of when the new seasons are coming out. I do because they just leak them. Yeah, they're, they're just, just like, like on Netflix all of a sudden, and then Netflix doesn't promote it. No, they're just like, hey, that's out by the way. Isn't there still like a year gap between the BBC and PBS airing? If it's season four, then yes, because season four came out a while ago. Yeah, in, uh, in England. Like, on, on, yeah, in the mother country. <laughs> in the time. It's one of the best TV shows that's currently making episodes, though. I think it was really good. Martin Freeman. Watching it, I don't see them as Benedict and. Martin Freeman. Yeah. They're totally those characters. You see them as They're Doctor Strange and yeah. Jim. You, you see them you see as, as Anne Hathaway and Judy Dench. You see them as <laughs> really Smog and Bilbo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, did you watch the movie? The, like the Back in Time movie? Yeah. The Christmas special. Was it good? Yeah. I never saw it. It's just them being like, you know, Bang asshole them. Sherlock in Victorian times. times. Yeah. yeah. Fun. It's a, it's a one-off. Okay. It's just them wearing funny clothes. Yeah, man, I kind of fell off Sherlock after Sherlock died. Spoiler alert. Sherlock died, and you re- realized that like he faked his death. Like That was kind of where I stepped off. You didn't, like, think, you didn't like the Watson depression stuff? I thought that was really good. I think there was. I think I watched that. That the episode was the last one I saw. That was mm-hmm. the that was from two to three, right? Yes, season I think two. So, yeah, yeah. I think the Moriarty is season two. Yeah. yeah, I just I don't know. After I don't know. Killing yourself, faking your death, and everything that happens in the first two series, mm-hmm. it's like I didn't see what else they could really do that would be interesting. But uh, season three was a little bit of a drag. That's a lot of the story art with John's wife Mary, mm-hmm. and I think the wedding episode that happens with that one of the best they've done. Uh, this this season's great though, really good. Nice. Okay, check it out. I'll check back in. Cool. Yeah, that's it for me. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'll start. I'll, <laughs> that's uh, that's TV I watched this week. Survivor finale. Oh, yeah, last week it was. Uh, there was a Survivor. Yeah, it was pretty pretty for, simple. So we first on who won? Sarah. Okay. Officer Sarah? Officer yeah. Sarah. All right. One. All right, all right, uh, all right. And she shouldn't have. Well, yeah, like, we oh. had been talking about her as a... No, like, once she was there, she deserved it. Yes, That's, she deserved it out of the final. She should not have made it to the final three. Okay. Because it's foolish for the others to have let her last in the game that long. Basically, because we even have been... Most of our conversation has been focused on Sarah for weeks. Mm-hmm. And she's been... A major player in the the points of the show that we keep talking about every week on here. Yeah, those are the people who are most likely to win because, especially in a season called Game Changers, mm-hmm. and uh, Brad, who was a physical, just I mean, he, he dominated the game physically. He won the final four immunity challenges, I believe, and five overall, which is a record. And five, he tied the record. Like all he had to do, we're watching the finale and we're thinking, okay, all all he's got to do is just vote. He's got Troy Zan with him, who will do whatever Brad comes up with. Right. He's got Ty, who just wants to get to the final just three. Just wants to get to the final three. Yeah. And three of them, all they have to do is just vote out Sarah. But Brad instead voted out Ty because Ty had gone against his word and would or wouldn't play ball with. Brad. Just didn't like him. Yeah. Didn't didn't, didn't really let petty. himself get bullied. Yes, that's what it was. He yeah. wouldn't let himself get bullied. Asshole. And, and so <laughs> yeah. Brad got frustrated because of that, voted out Ty, and then lost, uh, I think, a 7-3 Yeah, 7-3. And to Sarah. They did this whole thing at the reunion show. It was like, let's see what would have happened. But that's... You yeah. always over-estimate yeah. their but willingness. But definitely had a much better chance of winning if Sarah was not in yeah. the game. Let me ask this as an outside observer. So Sarah played a good game, obviously, to be there. You guys talking about how you, know, you shouldn't have left her in there. If not her, who should have won besides Brad. her? So if she doesn't go home, then Ty's in the final three. 
I mean, if she goes home, Ty's in the final three. Mm-hmm. Of those, Brad definitely. And then I think that Brad Brad wins it. At least, I mean, there's there there were there's probably three people on the jury who didn't like Brad's game, and I, I mean, think, I didn't like his game too much. Yeah, um, but like the Debbies who loved Brad and said that he had a thousand percent more testosterone than any man she's ever met. Um, yeah, who's always going to vote for Brad no matter what, even if he like like, like Sierra the same way hit tie. Yeah, and uh, Ozzy same way. Yeah, because Ozzy if has Ozzy to. ever wins, he's got to show that somebody can win doing that. Yeah, I think there's there's the same numbers that are probably anti Brad in that jury and Ty probably it probably shakes out 7-3 for Brad again but their whole theater they said it would be a tie and then Troyzan would get to pick yeah which is insane yeah Sarah did play I think one of the best games I've seen in recent seasons social game was amazing yeah I mean she flipped a lot in the game and normally flippers get punished right either with uh, jury bitterness or by being voted out themselves Mm -hmm. and she Obviously didn't get voted out, and the jury wasn't that bitter either. It may have been this jury because they're experienced players. I think first sound players may have been a little more hurt mm-hmm. personally by things Sarah Sarah did. I wouldn't mm-hmm. tr- I wouldn't try her strategy in a first timer season. Well, the Michaela on the jury at the final travel was great arguing because the people that were pissed at Sarah initially were like, "You didn't develop any kind of like relationships here." Mm-hmm. And she attacked Brad with that. Like, yeah. she did better than this guy. Check it out. Like, what, what do you know about me? And he was just like, you're from Texas? You're in sales? And she was just like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> like, enough. She, I think she went, no further questions. Yeah. And then everybody was like, oh, we can't we can't vote out Sarah for being a bitch because Brad's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I guess the, the whole argument coming from the, uh, from the people burned by Sarah was... I can't believe that you could act this way with people who you had a genuine personal connection with. And her response was, like, I was playing a game. You were playing the game. Yeah, and there's... And some people weren't satisfied. That's why it's being filmed instead of just being, like, real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if the game is you can't tell lies, the game's boring. I mean, that's the point. Of just the game. as Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, you know, the, the people who've been able to win without telling lies, that's also super impressive because that that requires, that may be the most impressive win. Sure. Because it's so hard to get far in that game without mm, right. telling lies or screwing people over. But uh, Sarah's game was one of the more impressive ones just because she could bounce from alliance to alliance. And, like, I didn't even realize she had an alliance with Brad and Troyzan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That final, the whole episode, that yeah. final episode. They switched somewhere around seven or six people left in the game and she just stuck with them right. the whole time. Yeah. I, I could I couldn't believe also that when they were breaking down like the votes in like her game at the reunion afterwards, uh, that she any vote that she, where she was at uh, the tribal council, she was always in the majority voting for the person to leave. Hmm. Yeah. She's yeah, she said that. I never she looked didn't, she didn't soon. cast an incorrect vote the whole season. Yep. yep. Yeah. That's Dang. yeah. So she was she was always with the numbers. Plus the way she played Sierra for the legacy was mm-hmm. just a masterstroke. It was brilliant. Yeah. So and that happened in that that three hour episode two is a Suri with all that stuff. I know mm-hmm. Brent Suri became the first person to ever get sent home because no other person was eligible to be, to be voted for. Oh yeah, was that the Idol Apocalypse? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think a lot of Survivor fans had like kind of figured out that it was possible. And then it just happened to happen to work out. 
Yeah, everybody played them that everyone one tribal. Used immunity on themselves, on their friends, and did the show make a big deal about it? Like, yeah, they yeah. did. They actually advertised the fun, the finale as a historic Survivor finale, and technically they're correct. That's never happened before. It was just disappointing. I was hoping for our first. Ever See, I, I was not disappointed. I mean, I know that I've, I've argued with Al, our friend who watches a lot, and you about it. I just, I don't know. Like, oh, I just mean I was just disappointed for the historic. I was hoping for something I had not. But you don't like you don't like the. The way it shook out, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want it to be that way every season, but I think it's. Yeah, I mean, I think anything that happens every season is bad. If yeah, it happens every season. <laughs> the show would stop being made. I would. I would definitely change up idols for future seasons, but uh, mainly because I think we've kind of seen as good as it gets now with let's saving idols for a final travel. Mm-hmm. Like I, f- I feel like we've hit the top of the mountain as far as that aspect of the game with this season. Can't really get much better than yeah. what happened to Suri. Seems like they got what they wanted with the show being subtitled, like Game Changers, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And that 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 uh, that tribal Jeff was very insistent on reminding viewers that it was the most number of people that were ever um, immune at a tribal council. It was the uh, most number of individual immunity idols played at one time, and it was the only time someone's been sent home without anyone ever casting a vote because they're the only eligible person. There are these things that make it an historic event, but I wanted Ty's uh, strategy when it was two on two, where he was like, Sarah, if we both vote for Troy's aunt, and they both vote for me, or both vote for you, then we'll have to build fire. And let's just, do you want to leave it up to chance, or do you want to roll the dice, put fate in our own hands, and like do, like burn for the final three? Has that happened where people have burned for final three, or does yes. it always mm-hmm. shake up? Yeah. Is that where it's most common? Cause yeah. That's the most common place I've seen it. Um, it's a risky move if you don't if you're not one of the ones making fire. It's a risky move to let people do that because the jury gets to watch the fire making challenge. It goes a long way in the jury's mind of getting to see this person's got a million dollars on the line and they're able to make fire. Like that's a that's sure. a win for them in the mm-hmm. eyes of the jury. Well, and you're just having to sit there and watch, so it's a it's a dangerous move. I can see why Sarah voted for Ty though, just because Yeah. Well Ty was teaching her how to make fire that day. So, so she's not going to go with that. Anyway, it was it was a good, it's a pretty good season. I think the highlight was Sarah's was well a few big moments, but Sarah played one of the better winning seasons. I think. Yeah, she was really good. So that's all I watched TV wise. By the way, next season's coming out in like three weeks, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's. So I don't know. It's like well, they had the the sneak preview at the end of the reunion show, and it was like we're going back to the most beautiful destination on the planet, Fiji. Mm-hmm. It's like. I really think that, that Jeff never left the island. That he, <laughs> probably, he probably stayed there, and they just filmed the next season. Because they're... Maybe. They're all noobs. Uh-huh. Oh, I think what happens is he probably just finished the previous season, the new season, mm-hmm. the upcoming season. He probably just finished filming it and flew straight to L.A. for this reunion show. Right. Um, I've always wanted to do Survivor in cold climates. But I understand the difficulties in that. That would be yeah. cool, though. They did one. They, they like might the, they've done it in the desert before, not on the beach. Yeah, That'd the bikinis cool. are good for viewers too. That's like true. it's, mm-hmm. it's people are tuning to, in for the big parkas. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's easier to identify um, people, kind of like the, the uh, dongs. They're all wearing like, goggles, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> it's like the uh, the key rating for basketball players versus football players. It's like you see their face versus having a helmet. Mm-hmm. Right. You want people to identify. Uh, watch some movies. I uh, rewatched a few movies. This movie, I don't know. I'm probably in the minority on this movie. I think it's good, but I don't think it's great. Fight Club. Rewatch Fight Club. I've never been a huge fan of Fight Club. 
Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it was important for me, but I saw it pretty close to when it was coming out and saw it multiple times in high school and college. Yeah. I haven't seen it in oof, good five years. I've probably seen it ten, ten or so times. Yeah. Love, love it every time. First movie I watched with director commentary. Nice. Hmm. I remember being, what, six, I was like fucking 16 and got the DVD, mm-hmm. watched it, and I was like, oh, to see what they think about it. And just flipped it back on. Fun. Uh, I went to see Smokey and the Bandit, the nice. 40th anniversary re-release All right. at the movie theater, quoted several lines in the theater, and <laughs> loved it. I actually had some other person who watched it approach me after the movie to say, you clearly loved this movie, <laughs> because I was laughing so much. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's it's And it's more than just nostalgic. I really think the comedy in Smoking the Bandit is fantastic. Nice. How did you react with that person? She'd be like, oh, really? This is my first time seeing it. <laughs> just really clicked with it. Yeah. Who's this guy? But how, how, did they, how did they say that? Did they say, you must really... Enjoy this movie. So I can, I what did they with, say? Like you must uh, really enjoy this movie. <laughs> I, I went with the friend of the podcast, Al, and uh, the, this this guy approached us after the movie, and he just said, "Well, you boys seem to enjoy this." Like, oh, yeah, like like we were like, were we laughing that loud? I guess so. I've never seen it. Oh, I, I, I neither. Recommend smoking yeah. It's it inspired a lot of really shitty movies. Have you seen it? No. no. <laughs> you didn't have to stop for it. Uh, <laughs> You're going to assume that I haven't seen the movie if these two haven't. It inspired a lot of really shitty movies after the fact, but mm-hmm. it is a great movie. And uh, they mentioned this on the... So it's presented by Turner Classic Movies, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. mentioned this in the prologue and the epilogue. And uh, I didn't quite believe it after they said it, so I went double-checked on, on online and found an interview with his daughter that said it's, it is indeed true, but... Uh, Smoking the Bandit was the favorite movie of Alfred Hitchcock in the final years of his life. Really? Yes. Watched it <laughs> numerous times. Just loved it. Wow. Yeah, it's weird. Because he valued entertainment more than any, more than art. <laughs> he just loved it. Uh, I watched for the first time Lawrence of Arabia. Uh, I haven't seen it. Oh, that movie was, it's, it was a weird feeling watching that movie because it the cinematography is some of the best I've ever seen. The score is one of the best I've ever heard because... You, can, you watch that movie and you're like, oh, this is what Spielberg was clearly shooting for when he made Raiders hmm. of the Lost Ark. Hmm. And John Williams' Indiana, Indiana Jones score reminds me a ton of Lawrence of Arabia. All that being said, like it's a beautiful movie and it's well acted and it's technically amazing. It's kind of boring at times. It's long. It's really, really long. and It's over three hours, right? Three and a half. Yeah. It's, it's almost 340. And uh, it's, yeah, and it's just... I mean, it's it's not bad in any way. It's still... I'm still glad I watched it. It was just... There were times in the movie when I was just thinking, let's move on. Let's do, do something else. Yeah. yeah. I watched... Uh, this was a many, many time rewatch. Uh, Sneakers with Robert Redford, yeah. Sidney Poitier, Dan Aykroyd. Dan just Aykroyd. a fun heist movie <laughs> from the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I highly recommend that. That's on stars I believe uh, you're on stars yeah Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom rewatch that nice I've seen some uh, contemporary uh, defenses of that movie as like the best Indiana Jones movie and they are wrong it is the, <laughs> it is well I don't know if it's I the worst it. I, I think my ra- my ratings are Raiders Last Crusade Crystal Jim. Skull then Temple of Jim I mean <laughs> Crystal Skull Crystal Skull I, I need Crystal to finish skull. rewatching Crystal Skull but I might like it better than Temple of Doom even I don't know Temple of Doom is just joyless which is the <laughs> which right I mean it's at it's, this is the Leonard Balton review <laughs> joyless overlong yeah yes uh, and then I watched Last Crusade which I agree is way more fun 
And, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's what so, I did on Memorial Day weekend. I uh, went to my parents' house for the weekend with my fiance and... Everybody goes to bed early there, including my fiance. And so I'm ball ground. And there's nothing for me to do. I'm just up all night watching movies. <laughs> Citywide curfew of 6 p.m. <laughs> yeah. So got caught up on my indie movies. Nice. <laughs> I'm into indie films. Yeah. So uh, I'll keep it short. I didn't really do that much this week. Only watched one movie other than the homework. It was Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Nice. It is still my favorite. But it is a very, very close race between it and Prisoner of Azkaban. Yep. They're the most fun yeah. movies. I think Goblet is like the most rewatchable Harry Potter movie because it just stands alone so well. Yeah. I like Order of the Phoenix a lot. It's a it's movie that alone. plays like a video game, kind of. Yeah. Goblet of Fire does. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I really like Goblet of Fire because it's, you know, Azkaban, they expand the universe a little bit. And then Goblet of Fire, you know, plays in that universe it's like three sets up four but it doesn't feel like it's it's you know got set up for this it's the you know does Goblet of Fire the first time you see other schools yes Yes. you don't see them but it's like people from other schools yeah Yeah. speaking of that that's the part of the only part of the movie that I think is like so cheesy and dumb is for the the introductions of the students oh I thought you were going to say the uh, choreographed dancing yeah Yeah. that yeah the girls like releasing butterflies I thought you were going to say isn't that the the episode that's got the ball in it the prom and the ball yeah, where yeah, it's got yeah, the uh, that really awful rock and roll band that's uh, just like it danced like a gremlin or whatever. <laughs> that's actually uh, Jarvis uh, Cocker from the from Pulp. Oh well, fuck me the then. Singer. It's brilliant. <laughs> no, it's it's a really stupid scene and a yeah, really yeah, dumb song. Really dumb. <laughs> yeah, most most of that movie that's not the games isn't great. Yeah, I mean, I like the whole you know the Alistair Moody is. Barty Crouch Jr. Uh, mechanic and yeah. Barty Crouch Sr. is found dead on campus. Like, that's, you know. It's David Tennant. I always forget that. Yeah. That's him. Uh, but, so, yeah. So, I, I rewatched that. I think that's a great movie. It was like a marathon on TBS or something this weekend. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was really good. The other thing I've been doing is I've been playing a lot more. Uh, I'm at about 30 hours total played of uh, Battlegrounds, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Have you won one yet? I still have not won. Um, it seems so hard. It is really hard. I watched him play for a little while. He Good got the chicken. For he you. got to like twentieth out of what, like sixty-five or so. Twentieth out of I think it was ninety-six. Okay, yeah, and it was hard to get there. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I you know randomly got an Uzi kill from long range, which was crazy. <laughs> and as soon as I got that kill, I was like, still haven't come close. I got second place once, like I said last week, but uh, I'm gonna keep plugging away at. People, strangers on the internet. Uh, friend, another friend of the show, Adam and I have been playing, and we're both just bad at it. So it's fun. Nice. Well, <laughs> uh, check back in. I, I will stop talking about it. You don't have to look very hard to find write-ups of Battlegrounds. Um, it's kind of taking the internet by storm right now. Somebody else told me they've been watching just a lot of. They don't even play it, but they just spend a lot of time watching YouTube videos of games, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of fun to just watch videos of other people playing. I mean, yeah, they made it like a perfect Hunger Games video game. Mm-hmm. Just great. Um, but yeah, it's a really fun game. Uh, I will stop talking about it, uh, but when I do hit that chicken dinner, because when you win, it says winner, winner, chicken dinner, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to screenshot it and post it all over all over Facebook groups nice. and on the website, and then talk about it in here, and print it out and hand you guys each one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll laminate mine. Wait, you're going to hand me a chicken dinner? <laughs> no. Oh. A screenshot of me <laughs> having won that. I mean, I don't know. Play your cards right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I also watch Challenge uh, Pros versus Champions. Pros? Pros versus Joes. <laughs> versus 
That's next season. They do Pres before his. I really want Joe's versus Gross. Dudes versus Ravens. No, actual Ravens. (laughs) In the flying challenge, one team has a clear advantage. Right. But yeah, MTV is kind of in a lull for me right now. It's a little garbagey. Yep, a little garbagey. You know, the pros thing is pretty stupid. Um, But whatever. I play a lot of games. Not games. I'm still, I'm still, please come streets. So yeah, when news happens, we talk about it. We get breezy. In a segment called Breezy on the Streets, brought to you by Breezy. Hi! <laughs> Breezy's an official sponsor of the show. But anyway, uh, trailers. Anyone have any trailers they want to talk about? Logan Lucky. Yeah, uh, it looks really funny. And Steve, Steven Stoderberg. <laughs> Steven Stoderberg. What's it about? It's like these two uh, southern brothers. One of them's Adam Driver. One of them's Channing Tatum. Mm. Uh, there's a bad goatee and a one-armed person between those two. Yeah. The, I think the trailer says, uh, says you know, two brothers, three arms. Yep. <laughs> nice. It looks like pretty irreverent, but they, they break like... Uh, it's a heist movie. They get Daniel Craig out of jail, and Daniel Craig looks like he's going to be a lot of fun. He's got bleached blonde buzz cut hair, mm-hmm. and he's got this crazy high southern accent, mm-hmm. and he kind of was a little nutty. But they, they plan a heist at uh, a NASCAR race. Mm-hmm. The Coca-Cola 500? 600? Something, yeah. Yeah, but it seems <laughs> it seems like it's going to be a lot of fun. It also seems like if that's actually how they store their money at NASCAR events, they should change, because <laughs> it's just... After a series of pneumatic tubes, it just spits cash into this, into, like onto the ground in a room. Nice, <laughs> just like seems, all over the place. Yeah, it seems like a pretty easy thing to steal if you know where that room full of cash is. Or do they just get the money vacuum up after that, <laughs> <laughs> and that counts it. Uh, did y'all know there's a Murder on the Orient Express film coming out this year? Yeah, I did not know that. It's uh, Kenneth Branagh's directing it, uh, and the cast is insane. <laughs> Branna, Tom Bateman, Lucy Boynton, Penelope Cruz, Willem Dafoe, Judy Dench, Johnny Depp, Josh Gad, Michelle Pfeiffer, Daisy Ridley. Did you say Josh Gad? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Star power. <laughs> no. That's pretty crazy. Oh, oh, I, I know where I've heard of that. It's, that's where when Josh Gad was constantly uh, bugging oh. <laughs> Daisy Ridley uh, Star, Wars spoilers. Star Wars spoilers, it was while they were filming that. Mm. But I don't know. That might have some, some Oscar. It does have Johnny Depp in it. He's got the, the kiss of death right now. <laughs> <laughs> Including right there. It looks like Oh Johnny my god, he killed our podcast. <laughs> it looks like Johnny Depp has like his Mordecai mustache back. Never good. Is he thing. playing Mordecai? Yeah. <laughs> and Judy Dench is gonna be M from M and M's. She's gonna be the yellow M. <laughs> what was the last what was the last good Johnny Depp movie? Anybody? Um, <laughs> no, it's, uh, Anytime we utter Johnny Depp's name, we have a second of silence and remembrance to <laughs> actors who could have had those roles. Friday the 13th. Fantastic piece. Was he in that? For a ba- barely. Was that uh, a good movie? Uh, en- yeah, it was en- good. How about Enchanted? Was he in that? <laughs> He's not no, in that. Finding Tuck. Tuck Everlasting. <laughs> Is that it? Finding Neverland. Finding Neverland. <laughs> he voiced He voiced the... Or no, it's coming out in 2018. He voices Sherlock Gnomes and Romeo and Juliet. Sherlock Gnomes. 
<laughs> oh, R- not kidding. Rango was his last best. Wait, movie. they're making a sequel to Romeo and Juliet. Yep. Yeah. So I'm taking it they did not stick with the original ending of Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which was what? What are you saying? <laughs> I would have loved that if they'd made a like a kids cartoon where Romeo and Juliet both die at the end. He got a lot of acclaim for Black Mass, but you didn't like it, right? I thought it was garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't not like it. I thought it was garbage. <laughs> garbage. Get it right, TJ. I remember uh, someone I worked with had to travel uh, for work, and they submitted their expense report, and we were already giving them a hard time about, like, you know, they said that the, that the movie showed up as entertainment fee, and we're like, oh, yeah, the company's going to think that you do that you watch porn. Yeah. <laughs> you bought porn on the company time. She's like, no, I didn't. I watched Black Mass. Like, that is not any better. <laughs> yeah. It's probably for the best that that title isn't on there. Yeah. They're already thinking that. I think, as far back as I can go, I think, I think Rango. Does that count? He was only a voice, but... It counts. I, I did like Rango quite a bit. Mm. Rango's good. I like Rango. He's also playing a detective <laughs> this year that investigated the murder of Notorious B.I.G. after it was, like, solved. Russell Poole. Huh. He's in that movie. <laughs> he's the main guy. Is that That's a dir- weird. Direct to VH1 movie. I hope he's doing a kooky character in that. Johnny Depp and Forrest Whitaker, the main actors. Huh. Both of them have been uh, leads in absolute shit. Yep. You can say that for anybody, though. And, and they've both been in not me. Movies. I've never been the lead in a shit movie. <laughs> he said absolute shit. Uh, clarifying movie but okay there wasn't a ton of trailers out uh, this past week I don't think I want to hear what else Johnny Depp's going to be in first okay <laughs> I want to hear what he's already been in official Johnny Depp podcast he's going to be in a series of court appearances a movie called King of the Jungle nice oh is that the one where he's playing like the um, the <laughs> Ma- McAfee guy yes I think he's playing uh, the McAfee guy who got like have you heard the insane story of that dude? No. Who, who like, came out with that uh, protective software? Yeah. He ended up, like, uh, escaping to South America because he was accused of murder, and he's, like, this crazy... Well, uh, and before that, there was, like, a, a hostile takeover of McAfee, the company, and now evangelizes how bad the McAfee software is. Mm-hmm. I know that part of it. I don't know anything about him escaping a murder. Yeah, there's, like, a... 60 minutes thing about it. Huh. What's the name of his character in uh, Harry Potter, Brent? The, like, worst wizard of all time before Voldemort? Grindelwald? Yeah. Sundarius Thornwell. The guy that, like, Voldemort, not Voldemort, uh, Dumbledore. Dumbledore. <laughs> Good lord. Uh, I started calling him Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> uh, he answers to that. The guy Dumbledore has to, like, they talk about him fighting with him yeah. to get the Elder Wand back in the day. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Right, and then some other uh, newsy stuff. Um, Roger Moore passed away. Legendary oh. James Bond. R.I.P. I can't really think of any other movies besides James Bond movies he was in. I ran across one recently. He played the Pink Panther. He played uh, that guy. Sure. Inspector Clouseau. I can't remember That's what, what, it was. what That's specific what movie that was, though. It was a Pink Panther movie. <laughs> yeah, but they're not just called another Pink Panther movie. <laughs> or Pink Panther... 69 or Pink Panther 84. <laughs> yeah. This is like Son of Pink Panther, like Return of Pink Panther. Bride of Pink Panther. Bride of Pink Panther. You probably named one. Pink Panther v. Mordecai. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find out what movie in the Pink Panther series Roger Moore was in. <laughs> Only because I really want to just be called Pink Panther. <laughs> this is purely out of spite. Anyone else got some news? Was, uh, 
This is just another Johnny Depp question. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you said he's, he's toxic. Did it? Did Pirates Five open poorly? Yeah, I think, I so. think so. It was the lowest uh, Memorial Day weekend of all time. Or mm-hmm. something like that. Probably not of all okay, time. Okay, so though. poorly. <laughs> um, well, yeah, it's, this is Depp related. Uh, Universal just announced the creation of yet another shared universe. It's the Dark Universe, and the Mummy is kicking it off. And they're mm. Universal bringing back all their old monsters. Uh, monsters. Oh yeah, it seemed like they were hinting at that with the the mummy trailers that there was going to be like a Frankenstein monster in it. Javier Bardem is going to be Frankenstein's monster in future movies, and uh-huh. Johnny Depp will be the Invisible Man. You don't have to beat him. That's good. <laughs> oh, I hope they bring this. All ties into League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. So <laughs> yes. right now, here's what's here's what's planned. The and mummy. then the Space Cowboys, and then Sean Connery's <laughs> Alan Quarterman again. <laughs> He's coming out of retirement. The Mummy comes out obviously in a couple weeks. Uh, 2019 Bride of Frankenstein. What? They're making Bride of Frankenstein. Bef- they already Frankenstein? have a director. It's not like you said they were making it in 2014. <laughs> uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon will also come out in 2019. Uh, 2020 will have uh, the Invisible Man movie. And then to be announced are a Van Helsing film and a Wolfman film. We already so, have the definitive Van Helsing. It's all tied in. <laughs> so, why do these movies need to be made, though? Why, why does there need to be a Creature from the Black Lagoon movie I think they look in, at these shared, like, 2019? I think they look at the shared DC universe, and they're like, well, that's making money. <laughs> so True. But, like, the Creature from the Black Lagoon is, like, the Aquaman of the Universal True. movie monsters thing. If you're wondering. Creed Cal Drogo playing him. <laughs> it's like, who really wants Creature from the Black Lagoon? <laughs> that's just baffling to me. They would make that movie. To keep this this podcast really linear, it was Curse of the Pink Panther. That's what the Roger Moore was in. I think it's recursive now. <laughs> this podcast. Uh, also on the linear, <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean made $77 million this weekend. It was number one. Their budget was probably uh, like... Well, over that, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, Baywatch only made $23 million, though. That's surprising. Have you, have you heard of this? It looks... Funny. This is this is kind of news. Have you been reading anything about the uh, tweets that The Rock is uh, sending out into the universe? Yeah, like he doesn't understand that people don't like it. <laughs> it's like he's like critics hated it, but all I'm hearing is that audiences are loving it. Wonder who's right this time. He's like, well, critics, <laughs> probably, maybe both. Yeah, uh, it's I don't know. It's, it's funny. There's like a series of tweets from when it released where he's just like baffled that people don't think it's funny. Nice. I got some quick hit news. All right. Quick hit some things. I'll find, um, I'll find my next Johnny Depp yeah, negative. Another effect. linear thing I'm going to talk about the fourth episode of Master of None. <laughs> <laughs> Put in a little tip of John dies at the end right now. But on the on the mm-hmm. Netflix tip, Get Down was canceled. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I thought it meant like the shows that are about to happen are canceling, but that's apparently the second half of the first season. Part one and part down. two, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll stick at those episodes, but that's going to be it. I mean, people don't like Boz Lerman. Like they, they don't yeah. like his True. his takes on hip hop and his relationship with taking like older you know classic stories and like rebooting them. Like people didn't, not everyone, but. Lots of people didn't like The Great Gatsby because it was very Boz Lerman, you know? I understand that people don't like The Get Down because it's fucking weird. And it's supposed to be, a, you know, about the, the birth of the b-boy movement. Like, it's a pretty straightforward story you can tell. Right. But he's not interested in telling a straightforward I've story. I've heard some of the criticism. It's like this 50-year-old white Australian is telling audiences about the birth of hip-hop. Yeah. And at the one, on the one hand, like, you should be able to tell the story you make. But on the other hand, like, for... Th- Things getting greenlit, there's only going to be so many at-bats for telling that story. 
Yeah. And this is probably going to be it for a while. A couple years, at least. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this was the review of Baywatch. <laughs> I'm sorry. This, oh, this, gonna, I, I was, this podcast is going to be untimestampable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to have to do some creative editing. Yeah, yeah I wasn't going to bring it up, but it's so funny. Baywatch is both self-aware and clueless. It is a product of both the 21st century and the 20th century. <laughs> it is populated with both penis jokes that are funny and penis jokes that are not funny. <laughs> it's like Charles Dickens. <laughs> Tale of Two Cities. <laughs> it was... The, it was the best of penis jokes. It was the worst of penis jokes. It's the guy who writes for the Atlantic. That was his full review. <laughs> like a, full real, review. A, a real guy. <laughs> uh, the news, also in the news, uh, I saw that you'd put put down, and uh, I think it's worth a mention is that uh, the sequel to Top Gun has been announced. I know, I saw that, which is the sequel that nobody was asking for. Yep, I don't think who that need, movie's that Who needs good. more of that story? Yeah, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't think Top Gun's a very good movie. I don't either. I don't, yeah, think, it's I don't, a, think, I don't think, think it's a great movie. Yeah, it's very Fight Clubby. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I reminded of. <laughs> Spoiler alert: Maverick and Iceman are the same person. <laughs> <laughs> you know that scene where, where Tom Cruise gets all bloody from that missile that blows up in his face? <laughs> yeah, you don't know where I've been, Goose. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we won't see that. Um, yeah, there was a, a photo shoot about the last uh, Jedi Star Wars movie mm-hmm. that I think, uh, as, as I was reading it, it sounds like it announced characters were in it that hadn't been in any other, I want to say propaganda for the film, advertising, <laughs> or any of the campaign leading up to it. Yeah, we got some, some new looks. Mm-hmm. I thought Laura Dern looks cool with purple hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she looks neat. I'm excited she's on it. The photo, all the, that photo shoot was great. It was uh, Leibowitz, right? Yep. Yeah. And then uh, I don't think he has a character name yet, but Benicio del Toro is being referred to as DJ. <laughs> Did you read the the yeah. article about it? Uh-uh. Uh, they, they just refer to him on set as DJ. So I don't think that that's a spoiler. Nice. They're keeping his character name hidden. Hmm. What if D stands for Darth and J stands for Jader? <laughs> or Darth Jet Boba Fett. Darth <laughs> Darth Fett. Darth Jolly. <laughs> or Darth Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Once he completes his transformation to the dark side, he becomes Benicio del Toro. <laughs> Upgrade. Well, I, I, was trying, I was laughing. I was trying much. to find something really funny about the get down to bring up now that we've moved past it again. So, so, <laughs> but then I couldn't. I did read something. This is actually achieving my goal. <laughs> but it's crazy how that show got canceled after reading it was infighting between Boz Lerman and Sony and Netflix. Hmm. Where they apparently asked Boz Lerman, like, hey, you're not making these episodes fast enough. We need exclusivity that you won't work on another project. And he was like, I can't do that. I can't not be working on a movie and this TV show at the same time. So I'm going to walk away. I already wrote the second season, and they'd already filmed, like, the first couple episodes of the second season. But then they just fucking canceled it. Wow. Because he wouldn't agree to exclusivity. It's wild. I can see his point, though. Like, I understand, (laughs) but as a director for a series... I mean, most series don't have the same director. Most series don't have the showrunner necessarily write all the episodes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Anyway, you can cut that out. I just thought it was interesting. It is. I have a question. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> is, the, is that a piece of trash that just looks like a bird? Or is it a bird? It's, it's an a, actual it's bird. bird. It's an actual <laughs> It's a piece of vintage. <laughs> Mr. Stompy Feet. <laughs> it's, what do you mean it's a piece of vintage? It's a piece of fucking paper. It's from a... Uh, oh, okay. It's, 
Like, man, what are the odds? <laughs> that just like a bird. They crumpled up a receipt and put it on the ground. It's the immaculate bird. Come in with a handful of sand and be like, David, it's vintage. <laughs> the sand has been around for a long time. You'd be right. Not making new sand anymore. <laughs> you know what? Wait, it's part of the... <laughs> you know what? People aren't making more sand. <laughs> Whatever happened in this country? I thought in lieu of sand. We used to make things. We used to make sand. We used to make sand with our bare hands. I thought in lieu of sand, you were going to have a handful of Doritos crumbs and just go, You like apples? Who's <laughs> <laughs> the guy with the glitter in his pockets? Rod, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Rod Taylor? Uh, Taylor? Rip, Rip, Rip Taylor. Taylor. Rip Taylor. Rip Taylor just pulled Dorito crumbs out of your pocket. <laughs> Happy New Year! <laughs> that seems like a good place to stop. But first, our best bet last week was, I think we were kind of non-committal. I think I said it was War Machine. I was wrong. So let's try to get it right this time. Wait. Your best bet for the new movie coming out this week. If you're headed to the theaters this weekend, I would go see Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman! Yeah, I'll go Wonder Woman too. The trailer looks better than most DC trailers have looked, I think. I think it's a better uh, director this time. Yeah. Patty Jenkins does some... P. Jenks. Good stuff. Yeah. P. Jenks. I have an, uh, P. Jenks. <laughs> I don't know what other movie would be going up against it, but you're not going to be the superhero movie like Captain that. Underpants. Also a superhero. Ooh. And any cartoon one. Mm, Wonder Woman. But no boobies. Oh. <laughs> There's going to be movies. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Wonder Woman. You know what? We don't make enough sand. <laughs> we used to make Wonder Women. <laughs> well, Wonder Woman is made of clay. So, you know, she knows how to make sand. <laughs> There's also Churchill, Dean, and Past Life. Are those I don't know three different movies? Yeah. There's that one movie. <laughs> Churchill Dean and Past Life. I thought it was one movie at first. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was just too stupid to understand it. <laughs> when Dean stars Dimitri Martin. Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah, he's, he's, he's on, directing it. Yeah, he's been on a press cycle. He was randomly on Conan the other day. I was like, what the fuck's this kid doing? This kid. He looks like 18 still, but he's like 35. Isn't like the exact same? Like same haircut? Exact same. same. Yeah. Get with the times. There's lots of sand in Rango starring Johnny Depp. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw that out there. A, I want a Rango sequel. That was such a cool universe, the Rango thing. Yeah. It's, it was like invented. I just felt real bad for the damn thing at the beginning. Like, oh, this is your life. Yeah. Just in an aquarium. Yeah. Like, yeah. Reciting like Shakespearean soliloquies. <laughs> That's what you do. Well, what was it based off of? Rango? It had it was like a like a modern retelling of some like Shakespearean or Greek. Uh, Wasn't it? Uh, I thought it was a western. It's like a retelling of uh, Rango the Fourth, High Noon, or something. Or uh, it was some western. I was just wondering how they were going to make a sequel after, like Rango yeah. Unchained. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. That'd be, pretty, that'd be pretty funny, Rango Unchained. Um, Midsummer Rango's Dream. <laughs> <laughs> what did he find? <laughs> his, his, his face started to get blown back by the light of his cell phone screen. Very, very Raiders. Do we want to wrap this one up, or do you want to find the Rango thing? No, wrap it up. Churchill stars Brian Cox as Churchill. Hmm. So this was Talky Talk, the podcast for the media by us. Please visit the site and see our stuff. Connect with us on Twitter at the media by us. Email us via the media by us at gmail.com or our Facebook groups: movies by us, TV by us, and games by us. 
We would love to hear from you for any podcast topics. Please uh, subscribe to the podcast through your favorite application. Please give us a five-star rating to uh, keep us doing this every week and give us uh, more topics. And we will mention you by name, height, and date of birth. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We want to say thanks again to the Willow Walkers for providing the intro music, and thanks will be in the show notes for the outro music because we don't have it yet. And I want to thank Chris. Hasn't stopped you yet. (laughs) TJ. And Brent. Hi. And Brent. Hi. And Brent. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and my name is David, and this was Talkie Talk. Bye. The podcast for the media I ask. In the sleep. It feels appropriate for our recursive podcast this week. TJ, I normally die without killing anyone. <laughs> <laughs> And then I killed another person, and it's just like, it was a banner day. <laughs>